Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast, presented by the ALS Therapy Development Institute. I'm Jonathan Gang. Sally Stewart knows wine. It's the focus of her career and her great passion. As a sommelier, she's worked in great restaurants in places like Portland, Oregon, Telluride, Colorado, and New York City. Her career was in a great place. She had a resume that included restaurants at a world-famous ski resort, a restaurant with a Michelin star, and even one founded by a food legend Wolfgang Puck. That all changed when, at the age of 31, she was diagnosed with ALS. However, Sally found a way to adapt, and, even when she couldn't work in restaurants anymore because of her progression, to stay involved with her passion. Today, she's the owner of the Denver Wine Merchant, a store in Colorado that sells fine wines, beers, and liquor, handpicked by Sally and her partner, Stephen. This year, they also had a particularly special product on the shelves, an Ales for ALS beer from Nederland, Colorado's Knotted Root Brewing Company, whose sales support the critical research at ALS TDI. Today, Sally joins us on Endpoints to talk about her story, making an ALS-inspired career pivot, and how she's working to support others dealing with the disease. So I'm from Texas, Houston, and I have been in the restaurants for a long time, uh, 17 years to be exact. And I've worked in every role from server to manager to um, cook uh, to pastry um, and sommelier. So I moved from Houston to California in 2013, and I worked as a manager out there, um, a server, a sommelier, and I met my partner, Stephen. We moved to Chile together and um, did some wine-related things out there, and traveling and exploring and having the best time. Um, And we have been traveling for seven years since then. And so we moved from Chile to Portland, Oregon, and I ran some wine programs out there. I built a wine list for a, a restaurant and we were there in 2015, and then we moved to Telluride, um, Colorado, and we were sommeliers on the mountain there. And so that's our Colorado connection there. Uh, without that, I wouldn't have known how awesome it is here and how uh, much I love the the vibe. You know, even though. Telluride is very different than Denver. Um, it's still Colorado. <laughs> and we're still in the mountains here, and I, I do love that. Um, so we worked a season there, and then moved to Brooklyn, New York um, in 2016, April of that year. And I got a job as a sommelier in Manhattan at Babo, um, a one Michelin restaurant, Italian focused, and 
And that kind of ended up being my niche um, Italian mine. <clears throat> and I was there for a year, about a year. Uh, and I worked at various high-end restaurants. Um, and most recently, Cup by Wolfgang Puck, um, the Four Seasons uh, downtown Manhattan. Sally was quickly ascending to the top of her field when, on a trip abroad, she began experiencing the first signs that something wasn't right. And we were traveling in Mexico City um, in 2019 in March. Um, and at that time, I had had some unusual uh, symptoms and weakness and weird reflexes and um, and oddly enough, in Mexico, um, it all became a very apparent there. Um, the walking was the first thing that really affected me. Um, my foot drop was weird. Um, my reflexes were too hyper. And um, so, I was a Somali at the time. Um, I went to the doctor in New York uh, and they were all confused and, you know, really uh, had the idea it was a nerve thing, but they didn't necessarily know what. Um, and as you know, ALS is very hard to diagnose. Um, <clears throat> It's a process of elimination, uh, usually. And um, so long story short, um, after five neurologists and um, six months, I received a, a working diagnosis of ALS in uh, Columbia University in August of 2019. Um, I had every single test under the sun and, um, you know, blood work to fill a blood bank's worth of blood. And, you know, and the, as I was laying there for my second EMG, which is not a fun um, procedure, um, where they hook up like an electrode your hand, for example, and then send the current through that and measure how fast the electric impulse is received in the brain. Uh, that's not fun at all. Um, one of the guys who was doing the test was like, oh, you're way too young to have ALS. It's, that can't be a dual man's disease. <laughs> um, in hindsight, that was rather a weird thing to say, <laughs> um, rather unprofessional, but you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I had been Googling and researching and, you know, I thought that's a slippery slope to go down, you know. Um, it's either you have cancer or, you know, you're dying or whatever. Sally did what she could to stay in the restaurant business. But as her symptoms progressed, it became harder and harder. In August, I was really having a hard time walking. 
I felt very stiff and very weak in my legs primarily. Um, and walking to work, you know, and having to keep up with all the people on the sidewalk in New York is really hard. Um, so, you know, I'm trying not to get too freaked out and um, too terrified. But once I, I made the mistake of going to work after the EMG and hearing them say, oh, well, it could be ALS, you know. I had no idea what ALS was at the time. Like, no one was like, this is what it is. This is what it could be. Um, they just like threw those words at me and I had to like process it on my own. Um, I should not have gone to work after that in the hindsight because I was extremely emotional and ended up going home um, and to like work through that weird um, and traumatizing information. Um, so by October, I had to go had to go on like a permanent leave from work uh, because I was having falls at work and I didn't feel safe on the sidewalk and the train and all that. Um, so walking was my primary first symptomatic um, situation. So as a server, some you do a lot of walking and running around and there's stairs involved and uh, yeah, it just became very hard. Um, so by March, you know, COVID had happened and my partner Steven is um, also a sommelier and he was working as wine director at the time in New York. And so for like four and a half months, I was home alone a lot and had to like deal with all that info. info. Sally and her partner were at a crossroads. After years of building careers in restaurants, they were now facing an uncertain future. So they decided to adapt with both a move to a new place and to a different aspect of the wine industry. Uh, we were thinking of what could we do besides restaurants, you know? And uh, weirdly enough, in 2018, we were trying to buy a wine store in New York. Um, in fact, we made an offer on this small shop in the village and the seller ended up backing up. So the wine store idea had been on our mind for a long time. So COVID was the catalyst and made that happen in a lot of ways. And uh, what was a shitty situation for most turned out to be a rather fortuitous one for us. And we had always loved Colorado and took a trip out here in June. Uh, 2020 and then really became serious once we saw uh, the store for sale. We simply found this store online for sale and met the owner and uh, made an offer and 
we drove out here with our kite in uh, the car and in like two and a half days. And then we really uh, became serious once we made the offer and the store that we're current that you saw that we're currently in was a very different store at the time and um it took a lot of work to transform that but the reason it was for sale um the owner kind of gave up and um was ready for a change for himself so it was good timing on both their behalfs and for that reason it was priced to sell and and so we uh, did the paperwork and by August we officially owned the store and I was able to continue to work in a different capacity but in a very rewarding one and one that I truly love and became passionate about and I'm really extremely thankful for uh, the chance to continue my work and doing what I love. And now it's been uh, over a year and I can't believe it. With their new store purchased and their new direction set, Sally and her partner set out making the shop an expression of their passion for fine wine. I've never really been much of a designer or like, um, you know, interior eye for design, but when you own something and you're truly invested and passionate, the creative impulse kind of just comes to you. And there's so many things about the store that were organic in the process. And like the Instagram, for example, um, I get a lot of compliments on that. Uh, and I'm really proud of that because it's my personal, it's not like my focus whatsoever, but the story really is. And I, the fact that it was already owned and was already a story before, gave a lot of like, I would look at one thing and see like, I could do that differently and um, I could improve on this. Um, so aesthetically, it was really an easy, an easy thing to like improve on, um, and we did that entirely ourselves. There was no, and we didn't hire anyone for anything, uh, including the website, um, and the inventory management, um, designing it. Um, all, all of the above is really entirely um Sally knows wine, but Colorado is a well-known beer-loving state. So she set out trying to get beer from some of the state's best and most exclusive breweries, including Netherland Colorado's Knotted Root Brewing Company. It was through Knotted Root and its founder and brewmaster, Chris Marchio, that Sally discovered the Ales for ALS program and got involved with ALS TDI. I kept hearing about a beer called Knotted Root, and I saw their Instagram, and they're so cool, and I kept reaching out to them, saying, hi, can I have your beer in my store? I'd love to have that. We're the perfect place for this. Um, 
can I buy your beer? They're like, no, we don't have enough beer yet. Um, we're very exclusive. So I kept bothering Chris. <laughs> um, and then eventually, literally one year ago, I think in late November, he eventually said yes. And I got the beer in the store. And as you might know, um, there's a lot of beer in Colorado. And I learned very quickly what was cool and what was, you know, kind of more large production. And then we, like our entire vision with swords, smaller production wines, uh, products, um, things you can't find in the grocery store. And Chris was actually the one that came up with the idea of an Alice-Rayless beer. I had actually heard of that before, but like never really considered doing it. I didn't really know how or uh, what it would even benefit. And uh, so thanks to him, this entire beer was a huge success. The beer itself, which is available at Sally's Wine Shop, the Denver wine merchant, as well as other stores around Colorado, is a delicious IPA. I've tried it. It's well worth tracking down if you're in the area. Colorado is known for the hazy IPAs, so what that means is that the IPA is um, not filtered, so the hops are brewed and and then what they do is they let the major hops settle at the tank and then they can or bottle or keg um, the remainder of that. So what we got hops wise was a very big, like wide variety of hops and they were dynamically flavored, which is good. Um, so, um, uh, Chris had the idea of doing a double IPA, which is they ferment the initial beer um, with hops and then add more hops in later on. So double dry hops. Um, and Chris uh, was entirely responsible for the name and the logo. Um, he did run those by me. And I loved, I love everything he does. Um, and he is a designer that works with him on labeling. And uh, the idea of that a map um, is meant to imply that we're all kind of in this together. And there is no ideal uh, map or route of life and that we're all equal. And, and this beer is a representation of us all in a lot of ways and um and the flavor profile um which i loved um i'm not a huge fan of like bitter and like extremely um astringent ipas and and the double hopping really does round up <clears throat> the fruitiness of the beer it's very soft the fact that it's unfiltered is very round and like a rich mouthfeel. Um, so it's everything I would want in an IPA, fruity, um, tropical, floral, and juicy. In addition to producing a great beer, 
Sally says she's appreciated the opportunity to bring together her passion for fine beverages and supporting research. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, there's no one doing like a beverage-related awareness um, focus. And um, of course, then the Lions fervently with my thing I do at the store. Um, and it seemed like a really good fit um, for me personally. Um, and raising awareness is the first and foremost thing I'm uh, really about. But of course, there, the biggest reason that there is no cure for this disease is it's underfunded and under-researched. So anyone doing good research on this is worth the time and money, in my opinion. So um, I think ALSDI is one of the bigger, more notable research agencies that should be on people's mind. Ales for ALS isn't the only way Sally's giving back and supporting the ALS community. She's also fundraised and raised awareness and is a part of an exciting new organization promoting the stories of young women diagnosed with the disease. On my website, there's um, an, like an info tab and on there, I link directly to a site called Her ALS Story. And that was started by a friend of mine who also has ALS, who is younger than me. She's in her 20s. And I met her through Project ALS um, at Columbia University. We were both diagnosed there. And she has started her own nonprofit that has really taken off um, hugely with uh, collaborations with the likes of Steve Madden and uh, like local uh, Manhattan clothing agencies. And they've been doing huge things for raising awareness about um, women and young women affected by LS who are under the age of 35. Um, so I'm a member of their group. Um, and the work that they're doing is incredible. And their main focus is demystifying the fact that ALS is not an old man's disease. You know, um, there are plenty of women in their 20s getting this, and it's alarmingly more common than people would think. Um, so I, I like to plug them every chance I get, whether it's on Instagram or on my website. To learn more about Denver Wine Merchant, you can visit denverwinemerchant.com and follow them on Instagram at denverwinemerchant. To learn more about the ALS Therapy Development Institute and our research to end ALS, visit als.net. Thanks for listening.